Let us, let us hear these words from Matthew 7, 25 to 29. Jesus said the rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall, because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. When Jesus had finished saying these things, the crowds were amazed at his teaching because he taught as one who had authority and not as their teachers of the law. This is the word of the Lord for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Alicia, and thank you, Karen, for sharing your gifts of music with all of us. If you've been here at United Church uh, this summer, you know I have been preaching a series of sermons on Jesus' parables in the New Testament. And today we turn to yet another parable, the parable that Jesus told of the wise and foolish builders in Matthew 7. Let us pray. Wise and loving God, may the words of my mind and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable to you today and always. Amen. On Tuesday of this past week, we acknowledged the two-year anniversary of Hurricane Irma making landfall on Marco Island. We have also been watching on television the pictures of destruction from Hurricane Dorian, and many of us in viewing the cone of Hurricane Humberto have been leaning it back out into the ocean. As one weatherman put it, we all live in the cone of uncertainty. And with the tropics and waters heating up, we continue to experience here in South Florida some storm anxiety. And have you seen all of the storm and hurricane shutter companies on the island? I pulled up to a stoplight at the corner of Barfield and Collier and I looked out the side of my window and there was a hurricane shutter company and on the side of the van there was one phrase, be storm ready. And I thought about that, be storm ready. And I wonder if that is not the key message that Jesus was hoping to impart to all of the crowds in his Sermon on the Mount. For Jesus, wise weather man he was, knew that it's not a matter of if a storm is going to come. It is simply a matter of when. Be storm ready, taught Jesus. To hear Jesus' words come from his mouth, we're going to have to walk back in to this parable that's in the Sermon on the Mount. Walk back into it with me. You'll recall that once upon a time, Jesus preached his uh, most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, on a hillside beside the Sea of Galilee. 
It was in that sermon that Jesus introduced some of his key moral and ethical teachings. And Jesus got to the end of the sermon and decided to end his message with a parable. The parable bit something like this. Once upon a time, said Jesus, there was a man who was wise. He built his house on a rock. And when the storms came and the streams rose and the wind blew against his house, his house stood because it was built on me and on my wise teachings. But then there was another man, said Jesus, who was foolish. And when the storms came and the waters rose and the streams began to become threatening and the wind blew against his house, that man's house was swept away. And the wisdom of Jesus' teaching is for all of us, including the crowds in the Sea of Galilee and for those of us who live in South Florida, to be storm-ready at any given time. For part of what this parable seems to suggest is a decision on our part. Much like the parable of the wise and foolish virgins that I preached last week, this parable does leave us with kind of a dichotomy or a duality, if you will, and we're left in reading ourselves into the parable to ask the question, which are we? Are we wise builders having built our lives on the rock-solid foundation of Christ? Or are we foolish having built on sand? In our collaborative desire to be wise and to have built our lives on Christ and his teaching and in being storm-ready, I hear three bits of wisdom from this parable that I would impart to all of you about being storm-ready. And the first bit of wisdom is this. The parable teaches that storms are inevitable. Elsewhere in Scripture, Jesus puts it rather bluntly in John chapter 16. He says, in this life, there will be trouble. Peter and Paul, later in the New Testament, seem to suggest that the Christian life does not make us immune from persecution or storms. Storms might be literal in the form of hurricanes, but there also might be storms of loved ones passing away, health storms, relationship storms, job challenges, financial storms. And there are many who preach that if you love Jesus and walk in his ways, then you will not have to endure pain or hardship in this life. That theology may sell seats in large arenas, but it ain't gospel truth. For the central matter of this parable seems to be that storms are inevitable, whether you are wise or whether you are foolish. Or to put it another way, consider the story of the three little pigs that I shared with the children this morning. One of the points that we know from that story is that no pig is spared. Whether you're wise or foolish, whether you've built your house on a rock or straw or wood, the storm still comes to all of us. Storms are inevitable. That's the first bit of wisdom about being storm-ready that I hear from Jesus in the parable. The second bit of wisdom is this. Be forewarned, don't build your life, don't build your house on any sandy place. You know, it was really funny. I was waiting for an appointment at a doctor's office the other day, and I was reading in a Marco Island real estate magazine about the Crescent Beach. 
And in the magazine, the um, uh, real estate uh, uh, commission and writers were talking about the beauty and wonder of living on Marco Island. And they were citing the age-old Marco lesson that I'm sure we've all been taught, that the Calusa Indians ascribed magical and spiritual power to our crescent beach, a magical and spiritual power that was said to ward off hurricanes at any given time. And so in big, bold letters in the real estate magazine was, we on Marco Island put our trust in the sand to steer the storms away. And I got to thinking, what would the Jesus of Matthew chapter 7 think about that? But really, it's a larger image or metaphor for what we are often tempted to do in our everyday lives. To make believe that there is some kind of security other than Jesus that can help us to overcome a storm. And we've all watched people over the course of their lives build on a sandy place. A person builds all of their life on the sand of their possessions and a financial storm comes and they're washed away alongside the market. We've watched people build their lives on their career achievements and the corporate storm comes and there's nothing to fall back on. We've had friends and family members who have built their lives on Mr. and Mrs. Wright and when the relationship storm comes, there's nothing to fall back on. And we've all met people who have built their lives on this allure that they can be healthy forever but then the doctor mentions a word like lump or legion, and where do they fall back on? We've all met people over the course of their lives who have built their foundation on a sandy place, and when the storms of life have come, they have not been rooted in a rock-solid foundation. Storms are inevitable, said Jesus. Don't build on a sandy place. But then third and finally, and most importantly, for all of us who seek to be storm ready, said Jesus, build your life on a rock solid foundation. And I promise that no storm will ever be able to overcome you and your house will stand forever. I want you to consider <coughs> for a moment, two years ago after Hurricane Irma, Kindly consider for me, just in your mind, those places, either about your house or on Marco, that withstood the storm. I know for me and for my wife, uh, on our patio, we overlook one of Marco Island's famous trees. It's a great big large oak tree that is behind the 16th green of the Island Club. And it is a beautiful rooted tree that has been there for many, many years. And following the storm, all of the leaves of the tree uh, were torn off, shaken off. And the tree was even tilted to one side. But it was so rooted and so strong that the storm could not blow it over. You and I have met those kinds of people in our lives too and have watched friends and family endure and overcome storms, and they've been rooted in something. We all know of people who have lost 20, 30 pounds thanks to a battle with cancer, or have lost all their hair thanks to that, and they've had something to fall back on. Or we all know folks who have been grieving and they had something to fall back on, 
because they were rooted and there was no storm that would overcome them. Why? Because they were wise. They were storm ready. Another anniversary that uh, we acknowledged this past week was not on Tuesday, it was on Wednesday, the anniversary of September 11th. And in thinking about the anniversary of September 11th, I was reminded of one of my favorite rootedness stories. It was the story of Todd Beamer. Remember Todd Beamer? Todd Beamer was largely credited as uh, the gentleman on uh, the United Flight 93 that uh, rallied the passengers together to uh, divert the plight into the Pennsylvania field so that the terrorists would do no further damage uh, that day. And uh, Todd Beamer's wife, after the tragedy, wrote a book uh, entitled Let's Roll that was a phrase that Todd used to use with his wife and his children all the time. And in that book, uh, Lisa Beamer was talking about uh, how horrible it was to have to go to the parking garage uh, to clean out Todd's car. And what she found there was uh, some used bulletins from church that had been stuffed in the car that you all probably leave in your cars uh, as well. And she was thinking about Todd and about his life. And she said, make no mistake, September 11th did not make my husband a hero. The hero walked onto the plane. Because when the storm came, Todd did not have to check the blueprints to remember what he had built his entire life upon. Be storm ready. Reminded another story of uh, preparedness that was really quite good. And for those of you who have had careers in the military, uh, many in the military have studied uh, the wisdom and leadership of uh, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain. He was the much-heralded uh, battle commander for the Union Army during the Civil War. And Chamberlain was an interesting guy in that he wasn't exactly uh, uh, fit for being a commander of an army. He was a, a university professor and actually a seminary graduate. And he had empathy uh, for the slaves, and he worked his way up into a commander a role into the Union Army. And he had gathered together a number of different folks who were going to join him in the Battle of Gettysburg in Pennsylvania. And many of his men were poorly trained. They were wearing overalls and pitchforks, and they were uh, not well armed. And they got to the eve uh, of the Battle of Gettysburg in Pennsylvania. And legend has it they, they were all sitting around a fire. And many of his men did not know what the battle plan was or what they were going to do the next morning. And they asked Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain, you know, what's the plan? What's our, what's our strategy for battle? And very famously, he remarked back to them, men, we cannot control the future, but what we can control is the kind of people we will be when the future comes. Be storm ready, said Jesus. I'll close with a final comment about this parable that's uh, rather interesting. And some of you may have been asking this question as I have shared with you this message. Well, what about the greatest storm of all? Doesn't the storm of death come to each one of us? And the answer is yes. And this is rather fascinating. As I shared with the children earlier this morning, that story of the three little pigs is deeply rooted in history. It was originally uh, written back in the 1800s by a British author by the name of James Hallowell. 
in a book entitled Nursery Rhymes and Nursery Tales. And like most of the great British authors, uh, Chaucer and Shakespeare included, uh, Hallowell often received his inspiration for stories and inspiration for writing uh, from various different plot lines in the Bible. And many uh, uh, would attest, historians, that the story of the three little pigs is really anchored in the parable of the wise and foolish builders here in Matthew chapter 7. And they also attest that Hallowell at the time had in mind that the big bad wolf character was supposed to be an image of death. And so the three little pigs as a story was Hallowell's sugar-coated way of dealing with a taboo topic for children in their parents. In other words, one day the biggest, baddest storm of all called death will come to each one of our houses and will blow and blow and blow and will attempt to overcome it. Does that make the story a little more morbid? Of course it does. But consider the message of the third pig in that favorite story. For the message seems to be that one day in all of our lives, the worst storm of all, the category six storm of death, will come to our doorstep. And death will try to huff and puff and knock our house down. But for us wise pigs who have built our lives on Christ and his foundation, no storm, including death, will blow our house down. And for those who have built on Christ, they will live in the house of the Lord forever. And that big bad wolf, well, he's bound to walk away rather disappointed.